Welcome, seekers of truth, coming to you from the edge of the known universe, better known as the Granite State, home of Betty and Barney Hill. Through the magic of electronic alchemy, a portal to another dimension has opened. You are about to make a metaphysical connection. The Metaphysical Connection is brought to you by our sponsors, the Trinity Whip Company, handcrafted whips by Blake Brunning. Incredible form as well as function. TrinityWhipCo.com. We are also brought to you by Chester Cordite, modern vintage menswear inspired by the golden age of the 1930s and 40s. ChesterCordite.com. Landron Artifacts is the place to go for your amazing wall reliefs that were inspired by set designs, for motion pictures such as Raiders of the Lost Ark, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Aliens, and of course, the originals created by the Aztecs, Mayans, and Olmecs. Add ancient mystery and intrigue with his products by going to LandronArtifacts.com. Don't forget the friends of our show, Recreating History and Penman Hats. You can find out more about our sponsors and the Metaphysical Connection by going to our homepage, metaphysicalpodcast.com or join our group facebook.com slash groups slash the metaphysical connection this is the metaphysical connection episode 67 and i'm your host eric render king fisk carol is away on special assignment we start this episode with Jim Loretta talking about his trials and tribulations with the solar panels and the state bureaucracy. And then, of course, evil paranormal in the news, fitting with this week's theme. Then Walt Schnabel and I talk about the origins of evil. Where does evil come from? And could there be a cure for evil someday? Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Just so our listeners know, Walt and I were recording... Um, we were talking about like the death of retail and all like that. And what's what's really going on behind the scenes? Um, because I, I started a part-time job somewhere here locally. And, I'm, and believe it or not, do you know that I'm not allowed to mention the company's name? No, I didn't know. That. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm not allowed to mention the company's name while I'm working here. Even if it's in, even if it's in glowing terms. Even if it's in glowing terms. Uh, can you turn Jim up a little bit? He's a little. little I'm finding him a little low. Yeah, my food's pretty good today. <laughs> No, that's better. <laughs> I'm crazy. That's, uh, that's better. Oh, is that too loud? No, that, no that's good. So, hey, Jim, you, you are um, enjoying your salt and your new solar panels, or? Actually, I almost didn't make it today because the uh, the two inspectors had to come today to give final approval. The electrical and the uh, building. Mm-hmm. The electrical guy came and gave it a seal of approval, and so I wasn't sure if he'd interfere with me sitting down here. And then uh, there was a problem with the panel after he left, so the guy had to stay and troubleshoot it, so I'm, I just barely made it to you guys here. So. Well, I will say this again for everybody who has not heard me say this before. The government bureaucracies serve to perpetuate the government bureaucracy. Of and, course. And serving the public is a mere byproduct. No, they don't serve the public, no. Nobody knows. They serve themselves. That's what, exactly. That's what, that's what government government is in place to serve itself, not yeah. to Absolutely. serve the people that they represent. The Baki goes go. right right from the bottom, right from the dog catcher on up to the exactly to the highest level. Exactly. So yeah. my my big question is: the guy that installed them was his name Sonny? <laughs> <laughs> 
Sonny, Sonny Corleone. The name of the installation company is called Sonny Mac. Oh, really? Oh, I, I must Honest have. God. No kidding. That's I must have channeled that or something. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> uh, my eyes are watering. That's I'm just like that's that's good. So, sorry. Are you enjoying the? Uh, Reaping the rewards of the it's of the sun yet, while it still exists. It's been generating, but I'm not supposed to get credit until Lang State Electric comes out and swaps the meter out for a two-way. Oh, okay. <laughs> the guy okay. Me out there and showed me that it's on, and the arrow is going the opposite way, so I'm leaving it on. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? You know. So yeah. how's that work? You get if you over. I mean, if you produce more than you actually use, you get a credit for that, or something. You get a check back. No, and this is the way it works, 30% back from the federal government on your taxes to help pay for the system. Right. Then you have like uh, SREX. It's like a corporation in New Jersey, and, and you get credits for the amount of uh, energy generated. And then you figure that into the cost of your electric bill and um, what the cost of the loan is because I bought mine. And it, it's a wash. It's like My bill should be about 40 bucks a month. And then in seven or eight years, I'll own the system. So then it'll go up from there. I think it's I think it's amazing how you, there's no way that they will actually like you'll ever make money from the utility companies, you know? Well, no, and you're not allowed to go off grid. So you know, they got, they got, it's game. It's all game. You know, you know that. Yeah. You know. But it's <laughs> a good thing for the out. environment. That's that's. I mean, I think it's a it's always a good move to do whatever you can do personally to. Oh yeah, to I know. Not, I think um, it's great. I mean, I'm I'm uh, well, I but, love it. But let's let's ba let's back up here and address something that you just said. You're not allowed to go off the grid. <laughs> Think about Sorry, that. <laughs> Seriously, you're not allowed to go off the grid. Well, you can. You, you just have to um, not use electricity. I mean, right. you can go off the grid I mean, if, if you, you want to. If you have solar panels, if you have so you're not allowed to disconnect from the electric utility. That's right. the bottom line. Right. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. So we'll see what it, happens. Explain to me again how we live in a free society. No, we don't. Come on. No, you we live that. no. We live in a it's soft semantics. It's all semantics, Eric. We live in a soft fascist state. Mm -hmm. Whereas the government will dictate to you what you can and cannot do for the safety of everybody else. Wink wink, nudge nudge. Know what I mean? Yeah. So but the thing is is like let me just ask you something. I mean, what if you what if you did just say, listen, I'm producing more than enough electricity for myself? And I just want to disconnect from from the grid. I don't want to participate. I do not want to enjoin with your with your state run monopoly. Monopoly. What happens? Are they going to? Well, well are you near? Are you sitting near Eric? I am. Uh, yeah, relatively. I'm not. Uh, better, I'm not too do close. A round to him. of soft kitty, furry kitty. Special friend of mine on him. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I, I don't know what that is. Oh, you know, it's yeah. from Big Bang Theory. Whenever, whenever, he, <laughs> whenever the main character would get upset, his mom used to sing "Soft Kitty, Furry Kitty," so they would like sing it to him <laughs> to calm him down. I, I, I didn't, didn't know that. I didn't get that reference. See, here up Sorry. in New Hampshire, we 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 uh, we've actually we're actually allowed to disconnect and live off the grid <laughs> as far as cable is concerned. You don't have to have cable TV. <sighs> I know that. Yeah. Well, it's you know, it's all a question of what you want to buy into too. You know, I mean, right. you can True. you can go totally, you can get totally off of away from everything if you want. Right. To, you know, but there again, you know, if it's a matter of convenience and but all he, those things. But here's you, the thing: everything is a small step of 
conciliation to something. Okay, here's a question for you. Let's say that somewhere in New Jersey, where it's it's uh, like a couple of hundred, 20, 30 miles away from everybody, and I own a plot of land out in the middle of nowhere, literally, you have to take a helicopter or a Jeep off-road to get to the house. And it's not connected to any electrical out, um, system whatsoever. You bring your own solar panels. And you're living off the grid with your own solar panels. Are you saying in New Jersey you can't do that? You can't live out in the middle of nowhere? Well, with- only if you're Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, you can. Chris, 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 Christie cream. <laughs> if, you, if you lived out in the middle of nowhere with with no access to electricity, like the, it, well, yeah, you certainly could live that way if you, yeah, if you if you want to make that choice to, yeah, sure you can. I'm sure there are people doing that. I know there are, but but in New Jersey, you know, if you want to live in civilization. Uh, like I do, it, it's it's, right. you know, it's, it's, it's a trade off. Everything's a trade off. That's what it comes down to. But you can't have your own solar panels if you're living out in the middle of nowhere to generate your own electricity. I, th- I, th- I think you could. I do think you could, but I think you'd have to uh, have a battery set up to collect that energy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's your issue. Yeah, so you're 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 basically using their their equipment, sort of, you know. I mean, utilizing their system, I guess. Is, oh, is well, what, if what that's the case, it's like yeah. if you're leasing the, the equipment, then of course. No, I mean, I mean the grid. You're using the grid. Right. You're, you're using your panels to access the, the whole system of the grid. I mean, Elon like Musk is coming up with a wall battery. I don't think it's in production yet, but, well, you know, it's coming. It's definitely coming. Yeah, dribs and drabs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's coming. So, but I mean, do he's, I, a, he's a great, he's an interesting guy. I mean, he he, I think he's doing he some really positive things. I think um, so. Can we talk about what he wants to do in the in within the next twenty to thirty years? Um, if you I, want to, I mean, I think it's, I think I don't want to get too far into uh, Elon Musk, but I think it's an important thing because one of the things he had said, and one of our one of our uh, friends of the show, uh, Howard Weinstein, had. Um, posted something on Facebook, a quote of his, saying that we should have had a permanent moon base by now. By all means, we should we should have had a you know a permanent human expedition on the moon they by cha- now. They chased us off the moon. That's why there's no moon base there. Right. And the thing is that it was just like, but he's absolutely totally right. If it wasn't for the fact that whoever is up there chased us off, we should have a permanent moon base there. And you know, I, I, I agree with all that all that however on the other side of the coin, we have so many problems here on Earth that need to be solved. Sure. Um, so to me, that should be an extension of after we get our here and now, the things that need to be addressed on the yeah. planet, taken care of. And then that would, to me, would be the next stage of our evolution as a species. Um, Listen, we've we, got to do something to solve global. We could solve it. Well, What's that? Could- we, we could solve everything. They even have the technology to take care of Fukushima's radiation, but they're not doing it. I think it's uh, – not to digress, but it's the, it's the power elite don't give a shit about the bulk of humanity. So they're not going to spend the money on it. I think that a part of Fukushima is sort of like a happy accident for some people who are part of the oligarchy, the world-run oligarchy. They want to – because it was an accident that happened all by itself. They didn't make – the, they didn't make the earthquake, and they didn't make the nuclear power plant melt down. But there's somebody... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too sure about that. Okay. Godzilla! Oh! <laughs> Ma! 
<laughs> but, but somebody had come up with the idea. Let's see how bad bad can get. And maybe in, in, in the meantime, we can sort of like uh, diminish the surplus population at the same time. Well, and sure everybody's like, yeah, they want to they want to depopulate the earth. I mean, if you look at the uh, the Georgia stones that were erected by somebody, they talk about the ideal population for the planet Earth is like five hundred thousand. That's yeah, that's the agenda for the um, New World Order. Actually, right. yeah, um, exactly. and mm-hmm. you know the elite. You know, we're, our our topic du jour today is going to be about evil. Well, you know, I'm I'm postulating that those people are evil. They're they're basically just trying to make them you know make their own lives better they, they yeah. could care less about the you know the average person on the planet in, in, fact, that, mo- in that movie i mentioned to you all packing for mars which yeah is i want i still want to check that out i haven't yeah, yeah. 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 that sounds yeah. good well, they interview a dogan tribal member mm-hmm. and uh, one of the things he says why would they why would they create devices to kill mother earth you know why would they poison mother earth why would they kill where they have to live and he and he finally at the end he said like it's pro- because they have someplace else to go. It's and it's not their, yeah. it's not really their home. It's no. not. Mm. They're they're mm. really pretty much outsiders, I think. Right. You know, they they came from away and altered our our genome and, and now they're stuck with all these people. Yeah. And it, it's really the same scenario as as the Get the bell ready, Eric. Ready. As, as, <laughs> as the Anunnaki. There you, you go. You, you know, you, you had the you had the two two factions of the Anunnaki, the two brothers, and one was in favor of the human race, and the other one wasn't. So they they induced. Um, I I think they induced the the great flood to. I mean, I think it, I don't think it was a, a natural disaster. I think they induced it, or, or they, at the very least, they knew it was coming, and they they tried to wipe out. The one brother, Enlil, tried to wipe out the whole uh, human race, and, hey, hey, hold and on Anki, Anki stepped in and uh, you know got yeah. got No on board and saved saved a little portion of it anyway yeah. to regenerate things. By the way, I I have a new bell, so every time Walt says the word Anunnaki, <laughs> the cowbell. <laughs> that's it. I, I think you should name that Art. <laughs> so, um, so something I wanted to talk to you today, Jim. Um, I don't. I, do you have any any pieces planned, or you have? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Okay, just real quick. One thing I wanted to talk about, since we're going to be talking about evil today, the the, the and I and I I hate to sort of just access current events too much but this the shooting in las vegas i i know you had you emailed me with an, kind of an interesting theory about that um so you, you got this guy that just was intent on killing as many people as he possibly could right what, what you know what motivates somebody like that why 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 does somebody want to do something like i'll like I'll, I'll like jim go first here but i do have a theory on well, this i'm sure myself. you do eric Go ahead, Jim. What do you think? We thought of a larger agenda. I mean, if you look at our history, you know, like Robert Kennedy dead, JFK dead, you know, now like years down the pike, they can't get to the bottom of it. But they're saying, well, there wasn't a lone shooter. There was somebody, blah, 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 blah. So, like, I think it's the same thing here. I don't know what the larger agenda is, but they they want fear in the public. Mm -hmm. Um, they, They control us that way. There may be some other sub agendas around it, but like uh, I, I immediately thought, like God, what if there's you know an expert team that went in? He was the Patsy. Of course, they found him dead, 
and uh, they did the shooting, and then they left, and they you know cleaned everything up. I mean, they're expert at it. They drop. I mean, I, I don't want to offend anybody, but I still think that they dropped the towers at 9/11. You know, they went with the team, oh, I, I agree. set it all up. No, and I agree. Blew. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is kind of along the same lines, but the agenda, the hidden agenda, I don't know what it is. Well, or Mike, my question is, are we? Are we looking at a situation here? You know, we've talked about the archons before, right? Right. Um, and I know you've you've done research on them. Is this is this guy somebody that was um, maybe taken over by by some kind of a evil entity. malevolent force, like a i.e. the arc an archon, right? And motivated him to 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 do this act of. Barbarism. I mean, yeah. I, I don't even know how to describe. I don't even have a word for it. Actually, somebody that well, would, back, would let, do let, that. Let me piggyback on that, and then you can continue. Yeah. Remember, son of Sam. He said he heard the dog, the do the neighbor's dog, telling him to kill yeah, people. Right, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, what was going on with that? Was he being microwaved? Was he was he subjected to something we don't understand? And I think that possible. You're right, Bob. Maybe it's the same thing here. Well. Either that or his neighbor had a talking dog, one of the ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's maybe. worth it sitting here with you guys just maybe. to laugh. <laughs> but, I mean, for me, and I know this is, I know I sound like a broken record. I it, And for me, it always comes back to. What, what Eric? What Eric? <laughs> <laughs> uh, November 22nd, 1963. And you had countless witnesses said that the shots came from be on the behind the picket fence on the grassy knoll that yeah. separated Daly Plaza from the parking lot for the for the railroad um, right. work yard. And there's evidence, uh, overabundant evidence, that people had seen other things that occurred on Daly Plaza that day that proves without any doubt whatsoever that Oswald was not the lone shooter and Oswald may not have even been the shooter at all. Yeah. There are reports, there are witnesses who said that Oswald was on a totally different floor at the time. He was in the break room. Right. And when he heard what happened, he was like, Oh, jeez." Well, you know, there, there's also a lot of evidence when you start really digging deep on, on Oswald on his early life that, that he was programmed by somebody. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, he was put in this kind of home for wayward boys or, you know, right. like, well, they used to call them reform schools back then. Yeah. And um, he was programmed somehow, you know, and the CIA did a whole bunch of that kind of stuff where they get, they use drugs. Oh, yeah. To, to induce a certain form of um, people so that people would be receptive to to pro to, to mind right mind control but let me yeah. and I, I think I think that I honestly think that was done to him and and my question is do people like this guy that did this Las Vegas shooting was was he mind controlled well, somehow? let me get back to my you point. Know, I don't know let, his background but let, let me get back to my point here for a second and say that there are so many people out there who actually believe in the Warren report because that's what that's what the media and the government has done to brainwash all of us into believing to believe in the government lie. wouldn't lie this lie and you look at people you you look like scumbags like Gerald Posner who wrote this book case closed and he is convinced that we're full of crap for believing that Oswald was was not the lone shooter and the thing is is that 
you have these countless witnesses who said one thing. The report took their testimony, lied about their testimony, rewrote their testimony, and now the vast majority of the people believe Oswald did it alone. You have these people who had come forward and said that there was more than one shooter. And you had these people who come forward who would say, they say this thing and they say that thing and the other thing. And all of a sudden the media sweeps in and they say, these people are lying. These people weren't actually there. These are false witnesses. These are people who are making up things just to get garner attention. These sick people who seem to think that they can make a name for themselves by lying about an event that they didn't even see. And people believe that. There are, there are a handful of people who came forward and said that in Las Vegas there was multiple shooters. And now all of a sudden these stories are being walked back because the mainstream media says these people are lying and full of crap. Who are you going to believe now? Well, the thing is, what's the intention behind it? That, that's, you know, whether it was one shooter or 20, why, would, why is this kind of event created? If, if in, in fact, it is a, a manufactured event. Which, which, you know, some of the things like Eric's talking about and what you're talking about, Jim, you know, it seems that there's some force that's, you know, that's creating these kinds of things. And, at the, and the bottom line is to create fear. Can you imagine how much fear was generated in that crowd when, when you have a, yeah. I don't know how many people were there, thousands, I guess, Thousands right? of people were there. Um, when that guy started shooting or whoever was shooting, how much fear was generated by that? You know, and, and is that something that... Um, you know, the archons are using to, you know, to, to further their a feeding their, frenzy as it were. Yeah, I mean, yeah, were the archons having a picnic there? You know, was it a archon yeah. smorgasbord? Who knows? I mean, it certainly sure. seems like it could be, you know. Yep. So. And, the th- and, and here, here's another thing that really surprises the hell out of me. Whereas you have these people who are obviously nuts. They're obviously, I don't want, let's not talk about how they become these crazed nuts, okay? But we have these people who are definitely very fringe, they're violent-oriented, they are what you could, could just simply call, they're just evil people. Mm-hmm. And later on in the show, we're going to talk about the origins of evil. Right. These people are just simply evil. And so many people said, I knew this was going to happen, I knew he was going to do it, I knew this was going to happen. We have a report, and it's linked to in the show page for this. There was a woman who came forward and said, there's going to be a mass shooting later this, tonight. Everybody's got to clear out. You got to get the police. There's a mass shooting. You got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. She pushed her way all the way to the front to talk to the security people, and they ignored her. And the thing is, that news story is that who was this woman who said that there was going to be a shooting and what was done with that information? I, I heard there was a woman circulating in the crowd. And I, uh, yeah. The initial reports were that it was his girlfriend who it couldn't have been because she's in the Philippines, center of the Philippines, apparently. She's a Filipina. But who was walking around saying, you're going to die tonight. You're going to die tonight. You're going to die tonight. So, And people just looked at her like. I wonder if that's the like, same woman. I wonder if that's the same woman. It could be. I mean, you know, if somebody, if I was in a crowd of people and somebody said that, I'd have to think to myself, well, she's either nuts you know, or she knows something. So, right. You know, it might be a good idea to maybe exit stage right. This is know? how this is how well I know Walt Schnabel. If we were actually in an event somewhere 
and a woman said, you're all going to die tonight. You're all going to die today. I know that Walt would either get on his cell phone and call the police or he would go to a, a security guard or somebody, somebody working security there and said, this woman is running around saying. Right. And at least like question her, like, what, what are you basing that on? You know, and if she's purely nuts, then I guess she's purely nuts. People do stuff like that. Yeah. Know? But obviously she had some kind of insight some kind of information well, I would it, go it out came to pass and sell my ticket to somebody and fly home <laughs> <laughs> so um what do you have for us today jim you have well you know some what? goodies i'm gonna i'm gonna hold uh, the bulk of what i have because i don't want to cut into your program because it's already almost 11 30 so i'll do one article okay i'll okay. just do one and um <clears throat> basically um uh, i think i may have sent this a few weeks ago um, this guy named Anthony Sutton. He was a he was an author and a researcher, and basically he wrote about the uh, uh, the Skull and Bone Society, and the, he investigated the membership list. And we've talked about this before. What jumped out was a was a picture of a multi generational foreign based secret society with fingers and all kinds of pies and roots going back to the Illuminati uh, back in the 1830s in Germany. So that links to um, what we've discussed before about the uh, <clears throat> giant corporations all have interlocking agreements even during the Second World War, like IG Farman, yeah. IG Farben, and uh, General Motors. Like they, they they sat on each other's boards and made decisions that really had nothing to do with patriotism. It had to do with making money and controlling things. Uh, even the Bank of England. And I think you mentioned this to me once, Walt, that um, a secret group met in the 30s and uh, there were bankers and owners of steamship lines in, oh, Jekyll, uh, the, the, in, the in England. And they decided to throw in their uh, support behind Hitler because they were more afraid of uh, communism than they were of Nazis. And they thought that would be the bulwark, uh, the coming bulwark. But And e even um, during the war uh, – just before Hitler invaded, Bank of England gave Nazi Germany six million pounds of Czech gold that they were holding. So um, this links to a report that the CIA declassified saying that they had information in the 1950s that Hitler was alive and well in South America. And for some reason, they decided not to pursue him. They just let it go. There's a whole bunch of information that's pretty interesting that seems to point to the fact that, yeah, uh, he really did escape and survive. There was a colony there, um, and they would give him the Nazi salute out of respect, and he eventually you know, died of old age. But the reason I bring all this up is <clears throat> I think if you roll forward, there's stuff afoot in terms of – Whatever power structure is controlling what events go on in the world, including the shooting, that we just are not privy to. There's some larger machinations at work, and I think it, if you trace it back, it goes way back. I'm going to interject. And I, I don't know what the agenda is. I'm going to interject there. here, Jim, and just let everybody know. There's this, a lot of people have done a lot of great journalism in this ter in this area, including um, the late great Jim Mars, who wrote the book The Fourth Reich. And Annie, right. Annie Jacobson, who wrote uh, oper uh, Operation Paperclip, who wrote the book about Operation Paperclip. And there's another book out there that doesn't really um, get into Nazis in America, but it's another book that I think is an essential read called The Deep State, 
which talks about how all of these corporations are really in, in, in control of this country. And the thing is that this is not just a bunch of crazed kooks sitting in a blue room somewhere in southern New Hampshire with the Christmas lights on talking about crazy conspiracy theories. This is all well documented that says that these things are actually happening, that there is a, a Fourth Reich, as it were, and they are all in cahoots and they have an agenda. And it means that <laughs> they look upon us as just being slaves and cattle or chattel or whatever you want to whatever you want to say. Yeah, and, and they keep us in a state of fear, you know, whether it's, um, you know, you can't necessarily say that natural disasters are, are created, although I think they could be. I think I think yeah. that power is is out there. Um, but all of these things, if you know, keep us at a certain vibrational level, and we've right. talked about this over and over again. But um, and we're when we're operating at that level, we're not noticing what's going on, you know, behind the scenes or in reality, what's really happening. It, it's like nine eleven. I think was was created for that reason, that same reason. Um, I think the whole. The whole thing about the weapons of mass destruction, you know, and us, the Bush administration using that as an excuse to go into Iraq. Well, hold on a second. That, that's here. all. That was all made up stuff that they that they create a level of fear in us, and that way they can say, "Oh, we focus on." It's like a shell game. Here's yeah. all they had to do to justify <clears throat> the war in Iraq. If they had said the reason why we know Saddam Hussein has the materials and the devices to make weapons of mass destruction is because we sold it to him. We well, made yeah, a mistake. We Nobody made a mistake. That. This is blowback by by exploiting the oil for food program after the first Gulf War. We sold him this stuff. We know he has it. That's all they had to do. Say that? That's all they had to do. They're going to say that. You know what? I'm going to say that, Eric. That's like admitting that you that you you know created this monster how hard would it be wouldn't it be easier to admit that you made a mistake instead of telling a whole bunch of other yeah, lies but that's not going to happen it, it would be easier to admit that they know about ufos but they're not going to do it because it makes them look like it, it exposes the lie you know yeah. that's but it makes it what it comes down to but that makes them look even more complicit and if it, it makes comes them out, look more that's evil. not common knowledge nobody, nobody thinks knows or thinks that's about one of the that. things that drives me crazy that people don't know that well, it's yeah. not common knowledge that they exploited oil for food program through the u.n is it do you think it's common knowledge that the cia is is the root cause of all the drug problems that we have that that that's where they get their money for their special ops programs this is the crazy thing this is that's common knowledge this is the crazy thing is that i can't believe that people don't know that that, that this is common knowledge yeah they, they don't they, they and, and they, a lot of people would say you're, you're nuts so that's not informed. true what's that jim informed I didn't hear you. They don't stay informed. No, they well, and they and that information's not really available to to most people um, through mainstream outlets. I anyway. think that's I think that's crazy. You know, but. I mean, this whole dog and pony show. I think it links to what I, I just reported on uh, with you know Russia claiming that they interfered in our elections. Well, shit. You know, uh, when Vietnam was going on, <clears throat> the U.S. taxpayer was funding U.S. firms uh, to help kill our boys because. Really, the Soviets were supplying the North Vietnamese, and who supplied the Soviets? We gave them the technology for precision ball bearings and computers 
and basically we we built the the industrial complex uh, that the Soviets used. So we we gave them technical assistance. We gave them help. We probably gave them funding too behind the scenes. So it's crazy. There's it's a dog and pony show. Yeah, it's really. a, it's dualism. There's a dual a dualistic thing always set up, one side yeah. against the other. You know. Well, here's another and, thing. And then you you don't really see the the reality because you're right. too busy no. focusing on um you know black versus white and good versus evil and, and all those things you know that's, and no, that's and, with the way it's set up and nobody bothers to look at the notion of senators and congressmen who are pulling in only a hundred thousand dollars a year but they're multi-millionaires over the course of well, they their make, career. They make good investments, Eric. That's they, they invest well. Yeah, and that's that's a form of insider trading. How is that <laughs> not illegal? I no, mean, not to mention all the stuff they get from lobbyists. And, you know, it's it's all a big. It's just one big corruption, is is what. It well, is. somebody yeah. knew nine eleven was coming because in the next days, who knows? Uh, but some people made fortunes on shorting, knowing stuff. ahead of time yeah. that that was going to happen. So, you know, to to paraphrase. To paraphrase one of Christ's parables, um, it, it would be easier for um, a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a senator to enter the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> before, before we leave this, the, your listeners might want to uh, Google Ant, Anthony Sutton. He died in 2002. He wrote a lot of books, and he, he linked like, like Skull and Bones, Hitler, and the Bush family. To to all this that we're talking about, it's pretty interesting. Stuff. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I, don't know, I I think I've heard of him somewhere along the line, but uh, never read anything by him or anything like that. He actually died back in two thousand two. Yeah, so, back in uh, June seventeenth, two thousand. Is he English? Gent. I. Uh, it sounds like he was. Sounds I'm like sure. sounds like he might have been English. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have a anyway. whole list of all of his works here, but I think I mean. We can just go on this for forever. I, I, I know, we could, I know. We could, and, yeah. and deal with this and drive ourselves crazy, but but I think it rolls into your talk on evil because this this is certainly an evil organization, whoever they are. Absolutely, without a doubt. One one thing um, before you leave, Jim, which we're gonna I think get to today, um, we should is um, somebody like Hitler, um, who I think nine out of ten people would probably classify him as an evil person yeah what what um what do you think created that what um what was the genesis of his of his evil intent do you think did you have you done any thinking about that or yeah kind of put me on the spot a little bit trevor ravenscross book on the spear of destiny right he talks about the twin resonators of evil that overtook him early in life when he was groomed by the tula society through the use of drugs to try to expand his 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 consciousness, mm-hmm. and you open that door with chemicals. You don't know what's going to come through. Right, right. And right. you know, combine that with his experiences in the First World War, you know, which teaches you a disregard for life, and uh, the the propaganda that he was exposed to that organized his thinking. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was a, a puppet. If you listen to people that gave firsthand accounts of his speeches, they said that. Once he started on a roll, it was like not him anymore speaking. Yeah, Some, it was like something else possessed him yeah. and was speaking through him. He was either yeah, he was either channeling something or yes, something exactly. actually was inhabiting him. 
you know, some right. kind of malevolent spirit, maybe or something. Back, I, I, they call it Araman and Agarthai, the two, the twin resonators of evil. These two, two demons, uh, they felt that had overtaken him and were actually working through him. So they were like tag team. I'm going to tell you right now, and I know this sounds funny. I know it makes it sound, it may sound like I'm making a joke, but in back in 1996, 97, or 98, it, there was a report in one of the science journals that one of the reasons why Adolf Hitler was so angry and so and and just so violent and evil is because when he was visiting a, 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 a one of the family farms and he was just goofing around and 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 wagging his noodle around a goat bit off the front end of his schmegel and his half Jewish grandmother said I told you not to wave that thing around. I told you to keep it in your pants or that something bad would happen. And there you go. Something bad happened. And apparently... So he was circumcised by a goat, I guess, at the time. Yeah, and then some. Yeah, and that, yeah. and that's the source of all of his angst towards... Really? Huh. Yeah. Uh, Is that well, supposedly a true story? That's supposed to... That's allegedly... I, I had read somewhere that he had a deformed uh, member. But, yeah. Um, there's a... The, the UK... That could, you know, that could add to your angst, but I'm not sure that that is enough. The Daily to, Mail... To do what he did, but... The Daily Mail in the UK... Uh, has um, published you know, a story another, about that. another thing too is um, I've I've read accounts and you probably have too, Jim. That his his mother, his biological mother, was actually a housemaid um, oh, yeah. for the Rothschilds. Yeah, yeah, and right. and they think there's there's some conjecture anyway that he he was fathered by one of the Rothschilds. Yeah, by the yep. the guy that was there's been a long line of them, um, but you know they're they're from the. Um, you know they're they're from the elite group, I guess, of, of people. Yeah, right. That, yeah. Um, they're they're one of the main families of, of yeah. that group. So you know he may have he may have had some genetic propensity in that direction too. Right. You yeah. Know? And who who knows that he wasn't if that wasn't some kind of a plan all along? You know that you know that he was groomed um, because he had this this, this these genetics to, yeah. to become what he became. You know. Right. And, uh, well, if anybody to wants say. to pick up on the book, The Spirit of Destiny, there's a there's a whole section in there on that, and also the fact that Rudolf Steiner, the Anthroposophical Society, was in direct opposition. It was like a they were like they were like fighting a, a mystical battle behind the scenes. It's pretty interesting. Hitler and Steiner. Yeah. Huh. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. I guess. There's. Yeah, the, it's in the book. It's in that he's, book. He's, he was in the Theosophical Society, right? Is that? Yes or not? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was another society oh, okay. linked linked to that, quite possibly. I can't remember. It's been a while since I, I read it. Is yeah. this the Spear of Destiny by Red, um, Trevor Ravenscroft? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an awesome read. It's 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 an eye opener. It, re it, it is. really is. It really is. It talks yeah. a lot about the uh, occult nature. Of the I do third, think I you're right, Walt. Well, your topic today, yeah. I mean, Hitler was certainly overtaken by evil evil forces, I believe. I believe that. I Especially if you listen. I've read more than one account of people saying it. when he spoke, it was like somebody else speaking. And the thing is, is that there are a lot of people who um, served in the military, and when they finally arrived to Berlin, there were these people who were like dazed, like confused, and how the hell did this happen? And the thing mm -hmm. is that it was just like, how could we have followed this guy? 
It was like they were, and so many people had said over and over again, it was like they woke up from a horrible, horrible spell. Yeah. Well, vibrationally, well, uh, I can't remember. I wish I could remember the source, but the thing I read was that he Hitler was able to vibrate a certain chakra, and reson and it resonated with the the crowd of people that he was speaking to, and he actually was able to like. You know, get into their psyche that way. So that, there's a lot of stuff that went on. It was just most people would like think you had two heads if you told them about. Right, it. right. No, that's and, and I think there's a lot of merit to that because there's it's it's a it's something when you, when you look at it, you know, sort of at a little bit of a distance, you think to yourself, well, well, how could that happen? You know, how can something like that happen? Uh, it had to be some kind of phenomenon at work that is below the surface that you don't really can't really. Uh, I, I see, think so. You know? I mean, you had some power hitting generals. You know, they were going to do something, and then when they went before him to argue with him about, like, don't do this, don't do that, like, he fell under – they fell under his spell. I mean, I've read more than one account. Mm -hmm. they, they were, like, powerless before him. There's a, so. There was a guy that was talking about um, – I heard him on Coast to Coast. I think he was talking about evil, and I was listening to him as a prep for the show, and, and he was saying that the, the big premise behind evil is that it's based on a lie. Yeah, and and Hitler was able to, and, and I think he said it in Mein Kampf. He said you have to create a lie so big that people will sort of follow along with it. You know, and, that's and, true. And that's it, true. Yeah, his lie was that, um, you know, that the Jews were were a substandard race that that should be eliminated. Right, and and that um, you know they were the they were the premise for all the negative. Right. Things that happen in Germany and, and probably the world, too. So and he, he said that in Mein Kampf. So he right. He, he knew that early on is that that's what he was going to. And here's, base an, here's his argument. Here's on. another thing. And, and maybe we should save this for the other part of the show. Or maybe this is the perfect place to leave this off before we take a break. Isn't that what's happening right now where we have an underclass of Im immigrants and we're blaming them for all the problems here yeah, in the United it's, States? It's really no different. That's true. It's you don't no think different. you don't think that that's purposeful? Absolutely. I, I can't say that it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, do we have anything left to say before we, we let you go? <laughs> no, I think you? we said it all. I'm going to save what else I had for the next show. All right. All right. All right. So, great talking to you. Great laughing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we always have a good time. All right. It's always good to have you join us. All right. It's when, fun. It's when you fun. can pull yourself away from your solar panels. Yeah, but you will. Battling daily whip fever? Sadly, there is no cure, only treatment. More whips. This podcast is brought to you by the Trinity Whip Company, proudly bringing you traditionally made kangaroo whips with top quality craftsmanship in form as well as function, handcrafted by Blake Brunning. You can find them at www.trinitywhipco.com and on the Metaphysical Connection main page. Walt and I were talking about um, public figures showing hand signs that say what exactly, Walt? 
Well, it's indicating that they're connected to the Illuminati as well. The latest one I posted, and then it somehow it disappeared off the, yeah. the website. And, and I, I didn't I, delete it. I, 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 I didn't know. I didn't know. It just was there, and then it wasn't there. Um, it was uh, Prince ha- Harry at the Invictus Games posing with um, Melania Trump, who was there as well. Right. And he had he was doing the Illuminati sign. He had his hand in his jacket, or he had two his two middle fingers in his jacket, and the other right. the other two outer fingers sticking out, which right. is the, the sign of Horus. Is the is the Illuminati one of the one of the many Illuminati signs? That, yeah, that are out there. So I don't know. You you fill in the blank. Why why was he doing that? That's not something you just do by mistake. No, you know, like I'm I'm, if you I'm put actually your doing hands my- in your pocket. That's one thing, but this is like way different. You put only two fingers into your suit jacket yeah. to sort of like. Really? I've never done that. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. So is he saying he's a member of the Illuminati or is he saying. Or is he saying uh, Melania and the Trumps are members, which you see Trump quite a few times doing a lot of Illuminati signs. There's a whole yeah. battery of pictures of him doing that. And, you know, you'll see him sitting somewhere and doing that. The, the triangle, making the weird. triangle with his, yeah. which I don't know what that represents, but I know it's an Illuminati. And there sign. are there are tons of presidents just oh, yeah. sitting you there can, with you, the, you can just go back through. I've got a whole book of pictures of people doing Illuminati signs. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty common. So what the what the reasoning is behind it, I don't know. It's I think it's kind of like part of the, how they get their power. They're they're showing that they're in control or something. And, and you know it, it's it's something that they do they don't seem to make any secret about it so Although yeah there's a, a secret society but. there's a lot of really i'm because i'm looking at all these like it's like if you wear like a red tie with white bunnies on them it means that you're a member of this organization that's trying to take over the world and i'm kind of like geez what? well it's I mean, the white rabbit thing yeah that's that's another indicator what is what is the white rabbit well it's from the uh from alice in wonderland yeah that that's that's what the reference is okay um, i've seen that before so it's out there i, I don't i don't know the intention behind it like the white rabbit from <laughs> uh, mighty python and the holy grail yeah oh, that's a nasty rabbit <laughs> that's a very that's a very funny movie funny one of the funniest movies ever Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about evil today. We are leading up to leading up to the big holiday of Halloween. Exactly, which sort of is. Um, I mean, I, I'm not saying Halloween is evil, but it's it's certainly got some evil con- connections or connotations to it. I guess. Or you know, or when you, when you get past the fun part of it, or it's just a, dressing up. It's a rite, as it's a rite of passage, and it is originally. It was a pagan holiday to ward off the evil spirits. Yeah, yeah we did a whole show about it last year. Which yeah. Is, if our listeners want to go back and access Absolutely. that. Absolutely. They're welcome to. So we're not going to focus on Halloween today. We're going to we're going to get into what what evil what is evil. I mean, I'm right. defining it I guess as much as we we can. Well, here we go and here's what I'm going to say. What Walt and I are going to do is we are going to Go back and forth, starting off with what is your definition of evil? And I'm going to share what my definition of evil is, and then we're going to have a conversation discussing our brushes with evil or whatnot, and 
Can, can you can you do you have some freaky sound effect where you, where you can do evil 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 Walter Walter this is the devil I'm here to have your soul for a snack oh. Okay Eric that's enough <laughs> You're getting carried away <laughs> Uh, yeah, so evil is a is an interesting concept. I think um, I think it's something that hasn't always, as a concept anyway, hasn't really always existed. I think it's you know it's somewhere maybe it's more like a classification, I guess, than right. Than, than um, no, I'm not saying that evil hasn't always been there. I just think that it's it's not always been categorized necessarily as that right um so in in doing the research for the show i mean i think i came up with a with a fairly simple definition of evil it's it's a total <clears throat> total lack of empathy really yeah okay um that's may not be what you think of it as but we're, we're, I'll, I'll explain that go ahead you, you tell me what you think and then we'll for me what i think evil is is taking pleasure and joy out of other people's suffering and misery yeah well it's that's kind of the same thing i mean they sort of, i don't know because the thing is that having a lack of empathy means that you have no feelings whatsoever one way or another if somebody is suffering no, or whatever that's not true you don't I think, think so no i think you're you misfired on what okay. empathy is there what is empathy is is just um <clears throat> concerned with others okay the feelings of yeah. others so if you commit an act that's "Quote unquote evil," you're you're doing it to to um, pleasure pleasure yourself, say right. We'll put it that way, without any regard for what ramifications it has for other people. There there's no thought of that, no concern for that, which is what my definition sort of okay. I, they 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 kind of merge, I think. In but some what way. you say is like if you if you do something bad, if somebody does something bad <clears throat> and has doesn't care at all. If it affects somebody else, right? I think that's a layer of. I think that's a that's that's a level of evil. I think an even deeper level of e of evil is doing something bad, and you know it's going to hurt other people, and you take pleasure. Well, that's true, but in, it's really the same thing, Eric. It's right. it's um, total disregard for how the how your actions are going to impact right. who, whoever it is, whether it's one person or. Or if you yeah, go out of people. now, what if you what if somebody goes out of their way to cause harm to somebody else for their own pleasure? It's the same thing. Okay, it's basically the same thing. That none of those scenarios does does the perpetrator have any regard for the the people whose actions they're you know right. The, I'm not. I'm not people who are receiving those actions. I'm not. I'm not really quite <clears throat> sure if whether or not. I mean, I'm articulating what I think is evil because I think that I mean I've witnessed people who actually enjoy bringing harms harm to other things or I mean there are people who torture animals because mm -hmm. they like causing pain right and and do they care what the animals experiencing does is that part of their they care. They care in the sense that I'm making this animal suffer, and it gives me pleasure. Yeah, but to they see don't care about the animal, no, right? Or they don't care about the person. 
right. somebody who tortures a human being. They, they don't care about that person. They're they're gratifying themselves through right. that action. Okay, that's. I think it. I think we're kind of on the same. Page. Yes. Yes. You know, um, you're focusing more on the pleasure that they're gaining right. from it. Yeah. But that's their that's their intention. That's mm-hmm. why they're doing it. it right. It gives them some rusher some juice well, somehow or they by, actually by, by what they do or actually yeah. they actually do care that they are suffering and they're just upset they're not suffering more or something like that well maybe that's just different levels I, I i think it's really an extreme form of narcissism right where you know where a narcissist is somebody who only views other people as existing to to further their ends right you know what i mean they don't see them as anything other than like pawns to be moved around like or like a tool out of a <clears throat> toolbox yeah yeah they, they don't see any worth to any anybody other than themselves really other than for that purpose to make to further their ends and i and, and, I, and that's you know narcissists aren't necessarily people that are going to go out and torture somebody or kill right. somebody they're just somebody that it's all it's all about them you know, yeah. it's, it's totally ego, totally egocentric. And, you know, you run across people like that frequently, I think. Oh, in, absolutely. In, in different ways. But that doesn't necessarily make them evil. I think the problem that <clears throat> I have with a lot of people who are trying to talk about what is evil and what is not, I think the word, I think the word evil is like Xerox, is like it's overused. Totally agree. It's to- a word totally that, agree. like, um... Like if if I accidentally take you know like the like the last dumpling, you know at the table where we're having dinner and my kid says that's evil, you know that not really I didn't do well, it. They don't understand. Right, that's just a generic right. term to classify something they don't like. But I think that they, I mean, if a politician does something that we don't like or appreciate or we don't understand what they did or they did something that we don't approve of, mm-hmm. that somehow that's that's evil. But yeah. the thing is that it was just like, I think that allowing people to starve in another country is evil. Using a tragedy, manip- you know, using a tragedy to manipulate other people to, so that they can get what they want. Mm-hmm. I think that that's evil. Exploiting a tragedy to further a political agenda. I think it's evil. I think... Mark- well, it, it goes back to what what my definition is is that it's a total lack of empathy for yeah. for those people people that are starving people that are whatever you know? yeah yeah and and i i agree with you in terms of the term evil i think it's it's become sort of a way to categorize something that we have no other category for right you know like like when you hear people talking like generally a a politician president whatever Talking about say a mass shooting, right? They say it's it's they're victims of evil, well, right? Well, what does that really mean? Um, and and really, it, it, I think it's really a sense of the fact that we really are sort of helpless when it comes to this right. kind of activity because there's no way to really categorize well, here, it. Here's you know, the, other than say it's evil, but that doesn't really define it. Well, here's something for you to think about: you have a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. And you have 150 people injured and 50 people dead. Yeah. You would say that that was evil. That's an evil act. You have yeah. a tro- You have yeah. a hurricane, whereas 150 people are injured and 50 people are dead. Is the storm evil? 
I don't think I don't think that you can put a tent intent. No, in, I don't, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think storms have right intention. They just do what they do. If if you're walking through the jungle and somebody's kid gets eaten by a tiger, is that tiger evil? No, I, no. no. There's no intent there. I think no. that for it's something just, to be, they just do what they do. For you know, some, tigers, right. eat things. You know, I mean, that doesn't make them evil. The, the people who lose their kid may think it's evil, but but for there to be evil, I think there has to be an intent. Oh yeah, on do- I, I totally agree. Yeah, um, even so. So then, then you have to start thinking about well, how do we how do we define these actions more clearly? I think than just saying they're evil. Evil is sort of a, it's kind of an easy way out, really, right. just to say, well, that's evil. Right. It's almost it's almost an act of well, we don't really have any reason for it, so we'll just say it's evil. You know, sure. It's just, just a way to kind of point it. It's off a bad in it's that a, category. It's a, it's a bad outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, we have we have something that was a bad outcome. It's an outcome that we didn't like. We don't like. Somebody did something that we don't like and we don't understand, and it was the wrong decision. We mm-hmm. think. Somehow that's automatically evil, and well, it's because there's nowhere else to put it. You know, right. it's like you have this thing that happens, and there's really no way to explain it. Right. So where where do you put it? You know. Yeah. Do you put it in one category or another category? Well, you put it in evil. And right. That's that's a kind of kind of like a panacea right. for all those kinds of things. Right. You know, I'm but, gonna, it, but it doesn't really define it. I'm going to use a movie reference here okay. and see if we can get this understood mm-hmm. here. The original Star Wars movie and the building of the Death Star mm-hmm. and the destruction of Alderaan. Alderaan dis- destroying Alderaan in Star Wars was just to prove we're, fuck- we're badasses. Mm-hmm. We have this machine and we can destroy a planet in a mere second or two. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the atomic bombs. From like the, the atomic bombs. Yeah. Now, but now hold on a second here. Hold on. So... Governor Tarkin and and Darth Vader and the Emperor blew up Alderaan to just prove a point that they're badasses mm-hmm. and they're evil. Yeah, we created the atomic bomb and we dropped it on Hiroshima and Nagasaki to stop World War II. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, that was anyway. That's what they rolled out as the motive. Was that evil? Well, I, I think you could make a case for it. You know, I I always thought. That, and maybe this is a way to differentiate the two actions, but, um, you know, I, I always thought that if the Japanese were informed that, that we had this weapon, and I think right. they did drop pamphlets and stuff um, ahead of time. Yeah. I, I think I, I read that somewhere. What if they just took that, took that bomb and detonated it over the ocean? Just like just off the coast of Japan. Just park a fleet of ships that were about to decommission anyway. Or something. Some set way, off some the bomb. Way, you know, set it off and say, take a look at that. Yeah. Do you want us to drop that on, on your country? And I think I, I'd have to think that the Japanese, not being stupid people, would say, oh, oh, oh look at that bomb. You know? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we will. Maybe we'll just end this right now. Maybe we'll quit yeah. right now. But now they, they dropped, not only did they drop one, but they dropped two. Right. You know, so wasn't one enough of a statement? Well, they didn't surrender after well, the first one. I don't know. I don't know what the time frame of it was, but, but to me, it just seemed like it was, a, it was an over the top 
action and that's the way i've always positioned it in my mind anyway because right. so many people were killed and maimed and blah 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 okay the japanese attacked us and people would say okay well they deserved it and well maybe maybe not that you know the japanese military attacked us i'm not sure that the japanese people were i don't think five-year-old for that i, I don't think the to- i don't think the toddlers and infants no, who no absolutely who, not in 1945 living in japan bombed pearl harbor no, no, okay. it was the military uh, group and, you know, the empire that did it. If they um, had just dropped the common bomb. Ja- common ordinary Japanese people didn't yeah. have one choice one way or the other, really. That's one of the things I really have a hard time so with. Is, so does that make that an evil action? Because the person who okayed it, I guess, would be Harry Truman and his generals. But there's thinking that... Was that... Um, you know, they really had very little regard for the Japanese that they were going to kill. There's you know? a, there was one of the books that I had read about the end of World War II was that it was the, the Manhattan Project was a runaway train. And one way or another, we are going to drop this bomb mm-hmm. on somebody before the end of the war, whether it's going to be Berlin or whether it's going to be somewhere in Germany or somewhere in Japan doesn't matter this bomb is being dropped because of men like curtis lemay looked at it and they said well you either use it or you lose it and we want to make sure we want to send a message to the russians that we mean business that there's a new sheriff in town and that sheriff's name is united states of america mm-hmm. so does that make him evil yes i i think it does I, I mean, the thing is, I am one of those people, and, and once again, there's, I should, I, I should have another bell here, because every time, every time I mention <laughs> the Kennedy assassination, you should ring a bell. We should get a bell for you. Now, we need another sound. The bell's we, mine. That's the Ananaki A buzzer. Bell. We should have a uh, buzzer. Yeah, a buzzer. Sound. So the thing is, is, is that um, I'm convinced that one of the people who were responsible for JFK's assassination was Curtis LeMay because of That's we because of what I, we I weren't doing made that connection because what we be. didn't do at at um, the, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Curtis LeMay wanted nothing more than to start a war with Russia over Cuba, and because we didn't do that, he had got together with some of his buddies, Robert McNamara, probably one of those people. LBJ was definitely one of those people and says, listen, if we kill this bastard Kennedy, we're going to go to war in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. That to me is evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, any, anything that precludes the damage or, or excludes maybe is the right word, the damage that's going to be caused by that action. You know, I, I don't know how many people were killed in Vietnam. It's in the my million and million people. I don't know. Uh, a lot of probably people. not that many. Let's just say a lot of people. I mean, a on both sides, people. you know, yeah. between the North Koreans and the South Koreans and right. the Americans, there was a lot of people killed. Probably don't even have a, an accurate head count of that, but um, you know, for what? For what? Was, for what end? You know, again, again, the American people were sold on the idea that communism was going to take over the Southeast Asia. And blah blah blah. Not true. Not true. Because we didn't understand what was going on in in. Uh, in Vietnam, we didn't understand that it was a civil war between the North and the South. Well, and, and even larger than that, it was uh, it was about using that as a drug uh, channel, right, for the CIA. You know, it goes back to that again. So, so yeah. those kinds of actions 
that have a total disregard for the ramifications in the human life that you know are going to suffer because of that. That to me, that's evil. I, I I don't see any other way to classify it. But again, it's that's a general category. You know, it doesn't really define what the actual action is. And and you know, like with these mass shooters, and I don't know whether this is by design or or what, but they almost always kill themselves. Yes? Yeah. I mean, so what does that mean? That means that essentially we don't really ever find out why they did what they did. No. So we really don't have any way to further define what what was the premise but, or the nature of their actions. But there have been cases with like school shootings and they did nab some of the kids mm -hmm. and they they look like freaking possessed they look freaking big huge smile bright mm -hmm. eyes there's something not right with those kids mm -hmm. and one of the things that we keep discovering again and again is all of these kids are on quote anti-psychotic medicine unquote mm -hmm. we find well, a lot of that yeah i guess that's part of it but i mean these kids <clears throat> are all on some kind of pharmaceutical well and and you know that brings up another interesting point is is that if these people that do these kinds of actions, what what's the motivation for? Is it, or are they possessed by some kind of a, a an evil force, or are they, are they receiving some kind of a programming message be, that the drugs open the door for? You know what what's going on with that? I mean, I think it could be a lot of different things. Yeah, you know, and and is this all part of an agenda? Like we talk about the archons, is this part of an archon agenda to, to get people that are open in some way? They have a, they have an open channel for that, whether it's right. through drugs or through mental illness or it's a whole host of things, Walt. Yeah, I don't think it's any one thing. I think I think they somehow have a way to identify these people who are who are just open to persuasion. So you're making the case that a lot of these shootings. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. I don't think all of them are. But no, I think, I think a there's lot of various them, reasons. I think, you know, I don't that, think there's I th any one thing. I think that there are some shootings that occur and that they just happen out of the blue. And then a politician says, this is the perfect time for me to introduce this for legislation to capitalize on people's fear and disgust and horror and the sense of tragedy to push through an agenda. That, I think, is evil. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I don't want to use Ralph Nader as an example. But the thing is, is that Ralph Nader may have had a thing against the Corvair company. And there were all these accidents. I mean, General Motors. General Motors. Yeah. General Motors made the Corvair car or truck, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. he, had, he had a thing against this car, this, this line of cars. And he capitalized on these tragedies to decimate these cars, this, mm -hmm. this line of cars that had the engine in the back instead of in the front. And for whatever reason, he just, he just hated that. He disliked it for whatever reason. And he made a point to get, to have those. Well, cars. I think they had a bad safety record. They had I mean, a bad safety record. You know, I, I don't think he was totally off base. Is that, no. is that what you're saying? No, but the thing is, is some people, the people working for that, for that car company could say oh my god he you know he's evil because he's trying to kill our livelihood and it's like you can yeah, but was was his intention to 
I don't think he had a malevolent intention, at least I, the way I read it, is that he identified this as a problem, right. that there was a safety issue, right. and, and tried to do something about but, it. But the people, and General Motors didn't want to hear that. You're right, but, okay, General Motors didn't want to hear that. Is General Motors evil? For saying we we don't care what Ralph Nader I think it thinks. could make that case. We don't. We don't. I, I think we don't care. I think it could make the case that Volkswagen, they're, they're um, covering up, you know, safety things or emission things or whatever right. is an evil action because they don't really care. Right. What the ramifications of it are. Another fine. I think that's evil. Another fine example, and this is well dramatized in the movie The Outsider, where there's this. Um, there's a, a man, a scientist, a doctor uh, mm-hmm. in chemistry who is working for, um, I guess Philip Morris, I guess one of the one of the big tobacco yeah, manufacturers, okay. and he found that they were they were formulating cigarettes to be even more addictive. Sure. By introducing more mm-hmm. nicotine yeah. and coumadin to get the nicotine into the bloodstream faster. And cigarettes was nothing. So they're engineering the addictive quality. Right? Yeah. And the thing is, is that it up. how is that? And you know, you know, Walt Schnabel knows cigarettes causes cancer, right? Well, it's it's a factor. You yeah, know, it's a factor. You know, cigarettes causes lung cancer. In in many cases, yes. Okay. Is there has there ever been a case where cigarettes do not cause lung cancer? Or yeah, I mean, there's diseases? people who smoke all their lives and don't die. They die, but they don't die of lung cancer. All right, cancer. but you could you could say that a leading cause. It's of a lung leading cancer. cause, absolutely, okay. clearly. Okay, you're you are the owner of Schnabel Tobacco Company. Okay, well, I sold that stock a long time ago. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> thirty saying, years ago. <laughs> but I'm just saying, and the thing is that it was just like you know. You know that people get sick and die from smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. You could, you could strongly make that case. Yeah. All right. Cigarettes are not good for you. Okay. <laughs> they are not. They do nothing good for you. Okay. But you, but by putting to alter cigarettes to make them more addictive, knowing full well people are going to die if they smoke. Right. By making cigarettes more addictive for your profit margin, mm-hmm. is that evil? Absolutely. I, by our definition, it is, because you're totally disavowing the, the ramifications of your actions to further your own well well being. In this case, it's profits. You know, if it's a mass shooter, then they're they're trying to get derived pleasure from creating fear or killing people or whatever you know whatever their their intention is. Let's but take it's all the same thing, really. Let's take it a step further. Heroin dealers. Knowing full well. Absolutely. Same thing. Heroin is addicting. You make money off of selling heroin. People do bad things to get heroin. They do. People rob, steal, cheat, prostitute themselves and for die. heroin. And, and die. die as a result of it. Yeah. Okay. Overcasting. Could you make the case that being a heroin dealer makes you evil? Absolutely. All right. I don't think there's any question. All right. I'm actually going somewhere with this. Okay. You're a politician. You're a governor of a state. Mm-hmm. And you know, because of the numbers that you read every day, that there's a there's a heroin epidemic on the rise, and you ignore that problem. People come to you and they say, Governor Schnabel, mm-hmm. we have money, federal matching funds that will help us combat heroin addiction here mm-hmm. in the United States. And you say, I can't be bothered. I'm working on my campaign for the for for running for Senate. Is that evil? Yes. 
I think it is. I think any action that um, either either by direct action or inaction, because I think inaction is an action in itself, passive aggressive, right? Um, that creates harm to other people, right? In one way or another, is is evil. I I, I believe that. I believe that by my definition of evil. If if it's knowing, I mean, if you know, if you're driving down the road and you lose control of your car for for whatever reason, there's multiple reasons, and and you hit somebody, um, you know, that's that's not to me, that's not evil. That's just a, an accident that happens. If you drive into a crowd of people intentionally to, to harm hurt people, people to hurt without people. any care about how they get killed or maimed or whatever or that, you that's evil or you enjoy the fact that you caused me yeah, you caused that yeah whatever the intention is it's evil if you don't care about what happens as a result of your actions in terms of the people that are involved or the animals or the <clears throat> i think you could make the case even for people that that you know destroy large quantities of of anything in nature i think i think there's no real difference i think that's right. evil too you know, people that deforest things and things like that without any intention toward what the, you know. Or drain a swamp or wetlands. Harming the vegetation that's there. Or I mean, That's a living thing. Or, it's or, a tree. It's not a human, but it's still living. Or decimating <clears throat> wetlands. People are going to call me a tree hugger now. But. People decimating wetlands, like, a, yeah. like, a, like, yeah. a, like a patch of... of like, if you're gonna, if it's, you're it's very much a Western idea. To, you know, the, like the, I, I always go back to Native American philosophy, but it's very true. You know, the Native Americans used nature only to the extent of, of, of what they needed from it. Right. You know, they didn't have any sense of profit or, or what, you know, right. using more than they needed, e even in the sense of plants, using plants for medicinal purposes and things. They understood their connection to the earth. That's what that was. Right. Know? And Western culture doesn't embrace that we don't have any sense of that you know which i think is why western culture is inherently evil in a lot of ways yeah so that's that's just my spin on it i guess but um you know uh, how else can you look at it how else can can you look at things where there's no concern for other other sentient beings you know i think that, i think that's troubling I think that I think it's really troubling. Whereas, you have no concern whatsoever that what you're doing mm -hmm. to the planet is like I'm going to rent a tractor trailer truck and I'm going to drive across country, you know, spewing all of the stuff just because I want to drive a tractor trailer across the country without right. towing anything in behind. And and businesses spew out whatever their pollution is. Yeah. Know? And, and the fact that we, I believe, and I think you probably believe too, that we have higher forms of technology that's non-polluting, yeah, that just won't yield enough profit for the corporations that, you know, are selling that. People, so, so it doesn't get brought out. It doesn't get used. People, that's evil, isn't it? Well, here's here for me. Here's another example of evil. We're gonna. I'll take Jim's solar panels in the state of New Jersey for an example. Jim cannot go off the grid because he got these solar panels. Now, he's leasing them from, from the energy company or something, and he's putting money back into... Right. All right? The thing is, is like if I was living out in the middle of the woods somewhere, 
all by my lonesome. And and there's 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 no there's no power lines going to my house, but I still want to record a podcast. I still like to have washing machine, washer, dryer, mm-hmm. white uh, TV, Xbox, whatever. I want to be able to buy solar panels, live off the grid, use electricity that comes from the sun. Mm-hmm. Am I not allowed to do that? Am I? Yeah. I mean, you can do it as long as you're, you know, I, I don't know what the laws and stuff are. Sure. Kind of stuff. I, I, I don't, I just don't have not studied it. But, but the thing is, is like if, if, a, if a state, if the state says, no, you have to be on the grid. If you have a house, you have to have electricity running to it. Do they say that? I don't know. If they did, know. though. If they did. Well, if they did, then yeah, that's that's wrong. I mean, right. I, I don't know about that. But um, I know that there's a lot of things that you have to conform to. Right. Wh- whatever, sure. whatever it happens to be. And, and you have no real way to there, get around that. There is some conformity that you have to adhere to. Like, you cannot drive on the wrong side of the road. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, that's, that's right. just crazy. Okay, yeah. you should not you should not give drugs and alcohol to kids under the age of eighteen, right? In ma- in in large doses, you should mm-hmm. not do that. You should not lock your kid in a in a hot car, your kid or your dog in a hot car right. in the middle of summer. You shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. We all well, agree yeah. that because people who have feelings for things, right? Would, they just wouldn't do that. You know, like, let's take an example of the guy, oh, it's back a little ways now, probably a year or so ago, or maybe more, where the guy, the guy left his, his kid in the back of the car and went into work and was, yeah. um, you know, looking on the, looking at porn on the computer and stuff at work, and which is neither here nor there, I guess. But anyway, the kid died in the car. And there's some thinking that, you know, how do you forget your kid is in the car? I, I don't understand I that. I have nightmares about that. I, well, do you think that's possible? That no. somebody could actually do that? Are you crazy? So, as far as I'm concerned, that makes that guy evil. Because he didn't really care about what's going to happen to his kid. That was his own kid, you know. And there's people that abuse their own children, you know, in, in physically or sexually or whatever. That's an evil act. Because they don't care what's going to happen to that kid down the road. You know, so... I don't know. There's a, there's all kinds of different evil. It's just evil is a kind of a broad category that we can put, you know, uh, the American Tobacco Company in the same category as a as a guy that in Las Vegas that shot, you know, killed fifty people and wounded. I don't know how many, but is is that the same act? Is it is it all? That's a blanket category. You know, I would you know? make the it doesn't argument. really define it. It's like saying you're a North American. Okay, you're North American. Are you Mexican? Are you, you know, a U.S. citizen? Are you Canadian? It's it's just not defined. You know, evil is a very broad category. I will I will make the point I'm trying to make. I will make this argument that if you willingly alter a product to make people more addicted to it Mm -hmm. for profit, knowing full well that every year. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to die because they use this product. So that you can drive your Bentley to the yacht club after dropping your kids off at private school. Just for profit. Mm-hmm. I think th- I think that that might actually be more evil than going out, getting a machine gun, 
and shooting up a couple of dozen people who are coming out of a concert in Las Vegas. I can make I can make that argument. I don't know that there's degrees of evil. I, I think know, ev- I think evil is evil. Really, know, whether it's on a person to person level or on a you know multi, if it affects millions of people, it's still evil. I, I mean, it's all kind of the same thing. In some sense. So you don't think there's a little evil, like you're a little evil or you're a lot evil? You're saying that it's black I and think white? It, I think at some point you make a decision to go, I'm going to use the Star Wars metaphor here, but to go over to the dark side right. of things and, and use that for, use the force for that outcome, for, right. for some negative outcome that affects a lot of people negatively. Yeah. I want to join the other <clears throat> side because they have cooler uniforms and I like... Black. Well, whatever, whatever your intention is. And, and generally, I think the elite, what we call the elite, are, are in that category. They, they think that they're, um, that they're sort of special in some way. Right. You know? and, and that's perpetuated by them. They, they, they pretty much breed selectively. Right. You know, um, if you're a, a part of the elite, like, you know, a young lady or a young man that's part of the, this elite 1% that we have in this country. Right. And I'm going to get a little political here maybe, but, um, you know, if you come home with a, um, a person that's um, living in a trailer, say, yeah, you know, I'm just using that as an example of somebody that they wouldn't see as one of their ilk. Right. You know, um, that's going to be highly frowned upon. You know, whereas if you come home with a guy that's got his uh, Izod shirt and his sweater tied around his neck that just came from tennis practice, that's going to be a, a lot more uh, acceptable to, to that family than bringing in some rogue person that's, you know, not part of them, part of their group. Right. You know, I, I, I found that a lot in my town. There's a group of, a group of people that are that have kind of an enclave in the town. I'm not going to mention right. any particulars here, but, um, and like when you go to the post office, you can, you can always spot them because they have their like t- little tennis outfits on and things like that. Sure. They, they have a look that they foster. Sure. You know? And, um, when they see one of their own, it's almost like they have a, they have, like they a, have the little Illuminati symbol. <laughs> just about. I don't know. It's, it's really funny because, you know, and, and I'm a person that, you know, I, I, I'll say good morning to anybody. I, you know, I, it doesn't matter. It's just a. It's just a, a, a nice thing to do. I will tell you, you know? right now for the listeners. And, and, I, and I've had. I, let me finish my thought. I have, I have people that I've said good morning to. Right. You know, going and you go into the post office. It's yeah. You know, it's a kind of a narrow entrance. Right. And you know, and they're passing, and they will they will totally look past you. Right. To. Wilfred, who's behind you. Oh, how are you, Wilfred? You know, how was the uh, party last night? You know, ha ha. And, you know, it's very facile. Right. You know, surface stuff, you know. Right. And, and totally ignore the fact that I said good morning to them, you know. Exactly. Which, which I don't take offense at. They don't even know who the hell you are. They don't care. They don't care who I am. You're Walt Schnabel. They don't even know that. They don't care who I am. It's, it's irrelevant to them. If they You know knew. what I'm saying? And that's just a, that's a very small, example. minuscule example yeah. of, of a larger attitude. Right. And this is the attitude that these people have. And, you know, if... You die because you bought something that they have stock in. They don't care. No. They they want to just know that they have that they can buy a brand new 
uh, BMW next year, right? Based on the profit that they made from, and this is this a lot of this is generations and generations of this kind of thinking, where all this money was made by somebody that who knows what kind of evil crap they did to get that right. money. Most big money is comes on the back of some huge evil like slavery or. Or something like that, right. so, like the Dupont family selling mus- munitions for wars. Well, right. I mean, that's evil, yeah. isn't it? So you know, I'm going on a rant here, I guess. But that's um, a, that's the point of having a podcast. No, but, but I mean, it, it's it's what the other 99 or 98 percent of people are to those people. They're just numbers of people that they can manipulate and, and make profit off. This of. is how we... That's, that's what it comes down to. This is how we are so stupid in this society, in this day and age, and this is how we have sucked into the big lie. Absolutely. That's okay. a perfect way to put it, Eric. That's You couldn't have nailed the, it any better. What's the name that. of the title of the book that you well, have yeah, there? Yeah, we're going to get to that. Well, let, but let me say this. We are indoctrinated into a series of lies that exist so that evil people can perpetuate the system that is in place to keep you where you are. Here is a fine example, and I mentioned this, and I got so many kudos from this, I was overwhelmed. How can you believe that somebody who was wearing a $13,000 Gucci outfit that looks like it was made with fabric that somebody stole off of a 1950s vacuum cleaner bag holder or whatever. Somebody who's making millions of dollars off of selling their memoirs and they go on the campaign trail and these people say that the way that they talk about saving working families is like the same way that Greenpeace talks about saving a marsupial that's living in some little backwater meadow somewhere in vermont like it's some sort of abstract adorable little tiny thing that we have to save. we have to save we have to save the working family who's and it was just like do you think that they care when they're living they have three houses they have three they 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 only give you the illusion that they care well here's another example even when politicians have a you know have a platform that they come out with they say oh we're going to do this for the middle class we're going to blah we're going to give it never happens. It never happens. It's just all, it's a lie. It's a big lie that they perpetuate. And the biggest lie of all is that our representatives are put in place to represent us. And that our political system actually represents us. It doesn't. Doesn't at all. Doesn't, it no. doesn't represent it's, you and it, I. It, repu- it represents the deep state. The permanent, perpetual oligarchy it that is in charge. represents the elite. Yes. Who are, who are the forefront of that. Yes. You know? And people that vote for politicians that say they're going to do this, this, and this for people, and then once they get in office, they never do it. And then they just keep electing them under the illusion that they're actually representing them. They're not. How many people ran for president in 2016? How many candidates were there? Overall, I don't know, um, 20 maybe or let's I mean, say estimate. i think trump there was 13 candidates in the republican i mean i'm talking about in the general election i i don't know i don't have those numbers okay i can think of at least three people who are running to become president of the united states the democratic candidate the republican candidate and a third party candidate right. the green the th- party or the, oh four you got you got hillary clinton <clears throat> donald trump 
Gary Johnson, Jill Stein. Yeah. How many people showed up at the debates that NBC, NBC, CBS, PDQ, PMS, all those <laughs> other... Well, it's a rigged, you know... It's it, rigged. It, it, it's not something that you... You know, if you wanted to run for president and you had, I don't know, 50,000 signatures or, or however many signatures somebody could get, you couldn't get on that stage and debate those people because you're locked out. You're, you're locked out by the system that creates that. That's evil. So, so it, it, it funnels people down so that we are only faced with... You are given... We, we think we have choices, but we don't. You are given with the illusion <clears throat> that you, can, you have to be a Pepsi drinker or a Coke drinker. <laughs> and like, meanwhile... That's... that's you know, that's, and meanwhile, something that you go down the you go down the aisle, and there's and there's and there's root beer, there's tonic, there's orange soda, there's all these other. But things. that's the illusion that's created. That's the by, illusion by the advertising system. But we have the illusion that there are only two people on the ballot, and we have this. We have to pick the lesser of two evils. Yeah, the whole the whole thing is evil. The whole situation is I'm gonna, evil. And I'm going like, to, you know, even Coke and Pepsi you're talking about. Well, they're 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 evil products. They're loaded with sugar. They're they're acid and it rots your teeth yet people drink it like it's you know like it's going out of style another another yeah. perfect example because Let, they've been programmed to think they like that let's sit let's say walt schnabel one of the smartest <clears throat> people i know decides that he has an ingenious obviously way. you don't know many people are right <laughs> obviously walt schnabel has a way of solving the country's problems but he will not choose either republican or democrat he's going to run as Forget an independent it. I'm not going to go anywhere not gonna, you're not even going to be viable. The, the people, most people will say, "Oh, we only have to be a Republican or a Democrat." As of right now, anyway. But maybe you know, maybe things will change. I, know, I hope. But the thing is, is that we're talking about two political parties that are in coll in collusion with each other to ban and block other people from essentially being on the ballot. You yeah, can be it's on the, the ballot. Way the system. Yeah, anybody can get on the ballot. I mean, not anybody, but I mean, you, if you work a little bit, you can get on the ballot. Yeah. If you get people, if you get some kind of a political thing going, you know, grassroots kind of movement or something, um, but you're not going to go anywhere. Even even Bernie Sanders, who had a huge, you know, like him or hate him, had a pretty large group of people behind him. After what happened in the New Hampshire, he got clonked out. You know, he got clonked out by the Democratic. The party. reason he the they thing didn't is, want him. He wasn't he, their boy. He wasn't here their in, here chosen in New, one. Here in New Hampshire, mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders won more than 60% of the vote in the primary here in New Hampshire, the New right. Hampshire primary. Right. And it was covered by every news media all over. Okay. Maggie Hassan, Jean Shaheen, Carol Shea Porter, Jean Shaheen's husband, Billy. They're the super delegates, delegates for the New Hampshire Democratic right. Party. Well, that's and what I'm talking picked, about. That's just, and, it's, it's the and, same thing. And they overruled the voters in New Hampshire, and they put their delegates, and but, Hillary Clinton won. But that was put in place for a reason. That's, you know, that's evil. The whole th it is evil. I agree. I agree. And then the All right, let's get let's get back to we can go on. And on. We I, you know we've covered this ground before. Let, let's let's right. go back to individual evil. What okay? What um. What makes somebody evil, I guess, is, is what I'd like to talk about a little more. 
Well, I th- what do you think makes somebody? Ill? I, th- I I think that it's like if you're running around town wearing black leather and a black cape with an iron mask and a respirator. I think that might make you evil. I mean, Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, I get, yeah. I think because uh, the thing is, and it was just like to make somebody individually evil is that for me taking enjoyment out of other people's suffering. I think that is evil. Profiteering from other people's suffering is evil. But what makes somebody want to do that? That's what I'm getting. Could to. you say greed is the is the cause of all evil? Well, well, you're not taking it deep enough. What what makes people greedy? Why are some people greedy? And I mean, you might be happy with um, you know having a moderate house and a you know a couple of cars that have pretty close to 100,000 miles on them and, and you're, you're okay with all that. But other people want to have... You just described my life. Have, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, and that's okay. Want You want to have a mansion and they want to have a brand new car that they get every year and three of them, you know. Yeah. And, and they will do whatever they need to do to get to make that happen. So why is that? What's the, what's the difference between that person and somebody... Could you just tilt your microphone just a little bit more towards you? Somebody like that, that yeah. let's say doesn't really care about those things and is not willing to harm people or you know i mean some people make money and make a living doing honest things right and if they do well more power to them right i don't have any problem with that if they choose to put their money into cars and the people who are purposely screwing over other people yeah, well, that's another category. Right. That's, an, that's another whole category. But people who willingly screw over other people for profit, I think that's where you're going. Well, what, what, differenti- what differentiates those people? What, why, Jeez. Why, why do some people do that and other people Are you going to say archons? Well, I mean, that's one possibility. Right. Um, I, I, this is where I'm leading with this. I, I ran across some research. This was an article in, um, it was actually in Psychology Today, which is a, yep. a reputable journal i don't always agree with their point of view right. but um some things they they do and it's generally pretty well researched and yeah uh, so so there was a guy that did um a study of people that um he actually did actually took blood samples of people and a lot of people and he found that in people that are doing altruistic kind of things like mm-hmm. helping somebody out or um, doing doing some kind of a positive deed of some kind, or or even people who band together for a, for a cause right. um, that's that's in some way positive. Yeah, you know? um, they have a certain chemical in their blood. Oddly enough, really, and and that chemical, and and this is funny because it's um, it's very close to oxycotton. Really, which, which is not um, in name anyway. I don't know about the chemical makeup, right. of it. I don't. It didn't go that heavily into that, you know, on that level. But it, but it's called um, oxytocin. Oxytocin is the. It's a feel-good hormone, right? Mm, in a sense, okay. I think I think you may be confusing it with. Uh, Dopamine or serotonin? Is it okay? Yeah. Is that all right? Yes. Um, I'm, I, actually, I'm, what it is is it's it's a substance that's um, there's a particular um, system in the brain mm-hmm. that um, gives gives this off when at at certain 
times. Yes. Um, and, and that has to do with, generally it's, it's released by positive interaction with another human being. Really? Yeah. So that when, um, say, you know, I do, I do something nice for you. Right. You know, um, I don't know, pick you up a cup of coffee or something. That would cause... Um, or drop that, off. That would cause that chemical to be released by my brain. Or drop off a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, bobbleheads. Or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever that happens to be. And, and generally when people interact positively in a social way, that chemical is released. And, and that's what keeps us from becoming like sociopaths or... Or psychopaths, maybe maybe, right. maybe so, sociopath was is probably a little more innate, I think. Yeah. Um, and and oddly enough, maybe it's not odd, but this system is you're not born with this. You, I mean, you're born with the the premise for it, I guess, or the or the potential for it. Really. And it develops in as your body is developing in childhood, and it develops. Um, as you receive positive social interaction. Right. So that people who don't receive a lot of positive social yep. interaction from their parents, say, you know, you have parents that make you feel like a, a piece of crap. Right. For, for whatever their reasons are, or abuse their kids in one form or another. Right. That system doesn't become fully developed in, in human beings. So you become an adult who does not have that system fully intact. So that when you are in these situations, you don't release enough of that chemical to override whatever the situation is that would, wouldn't require that. So some of us are kind of like screwing up our kids by just being asshole parents? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that general mistakes in parenting cause that you know which i think everybody makes mistakes when yeah because parenting is a you know it's a tough road to hoe a lot of times and you don't always do the right thing and you don't always make the right decision but i don't think it's that level i think it's a deeper level when you just are where, where just, kids you know you, you might yell at your kids or you might call them out for something which you know which is normal for parents to do right they don't really at least most times think that you don't love them you know, or that you don't care about them. They may for a, for a, a brief period of time, but on the, on some level, they know that what you're doing is really for their best interest. I think. Yeah. It's the people who don't send that message that you know dis discipline without some form of connectivity is is that kind of thing. I think people who just get ple again go back going back to deriving pleasure from somebody else's pain is a form of evil. And I think that's evil. So where I'm going with this is I think that there's these people who commit heinous acts or people for one reason or another have not developed that system to release this kind of chemical. Um, and there's times where that chemical gets short, gets like short circuited, like when like stress will do that. When, when you're under a, a high degree of stress, that chemical yeah. just gets blocked. So you become kind of a temporary psychopath, you know, which is why people who get involved in road rage and things like that. They, they don't get enough of that chemical to, either that or they don't have the system to produce enough of it, one of the two. Do, do you see where I'm going with this? So you, I think that what you're saying here is that, 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to be funny when I say this, but it's because some people are just evil because mommy and daddy didn't love them enough when they were kids. Well, it, I mean, in very simple terms, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Because you didn't develop a system. But, but I think it's more than that, that's sort of the surface. That might cause, you know, some psychological problems. But I right. think this is a much deeper um, innate kind yeah. of thing. You know, like people who are, I think my, a really good example might be somebody like Charlie Manson. Right. I don't know if you know anything about his childhood, but you know his mother was a prostitute, and he was fathered by who knows who. You know who knows what his genetics were, um, and he was neglected, and he was abandoned, and he was blah blah blah, and he was put into a social agency to right right you know to take care of him, and you know as I think as a result of that, he became what he became. I I think that he didn't develop that system at an early age to um, have that chemical released, which, which you get, you know, when you're doing positive things. Um, so he, he went in the other direction. And, and I think that's the, the genesis of his, and I don't think too many people would argue the fact that he's evil. You know, he sent these people out to do evil things or, or destructive things or right. killing things. And, and he got pleasure from that. Irregardless of what the ramifications of his of those actions, but were. there are other people who have been raised in almost exact situations that aren't Charlie Manson. Well, true, not at that level anyway. But who knows what? Um, you know, and again, it could be a genetic thing too. You know, it could be it could go back that far to you know, or are you sired by if you're sired by an evil person? Or are you going to be innately evil? Or are you going to have a um, a short-changed system for releasing that that chemical right out of the gate? Right. You know, and maybe that system's not even a, not even part of the mix, or, or it's so underdeveloped that it it, right. it never produces that chemical. I'm trying to think because he calls it the the moral molecule. By the way, the moral molecule. Right. Okay, and and he did a lot. I mean, this is not something. This is not like a wacko theory that he. I mean, he he did an extensive study on, on hundreds and hundreds of people. He actually went into um, New Guinea, and um, went to a a, uh, a tribal dance yeah. where everybody was dancing for some to achieve some purpose for the tribe. Right. So it was a social, you know, highly developed social interaction that these people were working together yeah. to achieve yeah. whatever it was. And and they allowed him to take blood samples after the dance. Right. And he found a very high um, degree of this, this chemical right. in their blood. So, um, you know, I don't know that he took it in the other direction where he took a blood sample from somebody that had say just committed some kind of heinous right how would you do that i mean well that would be a little that'll be a little tougher yeah but i mean it could be done i guess but so i i don't know what's your what's your thinking on that you could almost make um an argument that these people are victims of circumstance and they do bad things because they didn't develop this this ability to create this happy hormone or this chemical moral molecule yeah the moral molecule Uh, i think he probably could make that argument yeah that's that's kind of the genesis of their evil, which is what I was trying to get to when I when I when I was saying that evil is a broad category. Right. We we can you just shut that door? So we, we rarely actually define the evil as as what 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 created it. Like or, I said, we we overuse the word evil. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. 
I totally agree with you. And but, but I think the problem that we have is, is that we like blaming people who are evil for being evil. You're just evil. That person is just evil. Well, it's an easy out. It's an easy... Um, it doesn't require a whole lot of thought to say somebody's evil. But they, it, they do something that appears on the surface to be a very heinous thing to do. And you say, oh, well, that's evil. But, but it doesn't really define it in any way. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, are, is you, it, are, you are, are they evil because they can't develop the happy hormone or the or the the moral the, the moral molecule, or is it because they can't develop the moral molecule because they're evil? Well, I mean, it's like you know, which came first, the chicken or the egg? I, I don't know. I, I do think that that's a big part of it, though, that not not being able to to produce enough of that chemical. And whether it's through nature or nurture or some combination of the two, I think that's what, what it comes down to. So if we just shot people up with a moral molecule, we wouldn't have people shooting up? Well, but, it, but it's got to be released in, in some... I mean, it, it's, it's like on site. It's on, on the spot. You know, it's not something you can store because it doesn't stay in your blood. It goes, you know, it's like anything. It goes through your system and then it's gone. Because when you need it again, it needs to be released. You can't, I mean, you could have like a, I guess you could have a moral molecule pump or something that would. Yeah, <laughs> that would, I mean. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of getting out there with it. But, not you know, at all. No. Because somebody could make, an, make a, uh, a case in a couple hundred years from now or a couple of decades from now. Hey, everybody just needs to have this pump to pop the, the moral molecule so they won't be evil. But. A lot of times you don't know this is going to, you know, you don't know that this about people, you know, you know, many times you hear people that do this, something horrible and people will say, well, I would never expect Charlie would have done something like that, you know, or, or you know, I never saw that coming, you know, well, I, it was there. You I just didn't see it. I can't believe my neighbor, Mr. Manson actually got those girls to <laughs> really? do that. I don't thing. know how he did that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of thing. So how do you, how do you intervene with that kind of thing? You know, and maybe those people can be spotted in some way. Maybe they do certain things here and there that people just kind of look the other way and say, ah, well, it's just Joe being Joe, you know. Right. Or Eric being Eric, whatever. Right. Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Eric. Just making a little joke there. But Because the thing, and here's here's the thing, and Caroline and I were talking about this morning. Because the thing is, is like I still feel incredibly guilty about childish things that I did when I was a child. I still I have a guilt complex about things that that I I feel bad about things that happened because you know I care and I'm embarrassed about other people and I'm wondering it's like you need to get another therapist, Eric. No, seriously no. though. No, I'm, no, I mean those are things you have to get past. The, Everybody has to get to the point where they, and it's very hard to do, to understand that whatever happened, happened. Right. And the only thing that really changes anything is what happens today and, and right. going forward. You no, know, I, told, I totally understand that. That's the true in, that. intent of therapy, is, is what is getting to that point. But the idea is Stop like beating yourself over stuff that you can't change. But there are some people who don't feel guilt about anything no, that they did. No, that's what it goes back to my original definition of evil. They don't have empathy yeah. for people that, you know, whether it's something in the past or something that happens today or, or going forward. They just don't care about other people. They only care about furthering their own 
agenda, so whatever that happens to be. So where should we be going with all this? How do, how do, we, how do we wrap up the show here? Well, I, I want to wrap it up maybe with our own little synchronicity. That yeah, we let's came talk up about the other this. day. We were talking the other day. Um, we generally talk a couple of times before we actually do the sure, show about sure. what direction we're going to go in. And my intention was to to bring up this book that I read oh, a number of years ago now. It's, right. it's pretty old, I guess. Um, probably written in the 80s. I'm yeah. not sure what the copyright is. Um, by a psychologist. Of all things. Of all things. Who... Um, his M. M. Scott Peck, and and oddly enough, he he wrote a really famous book called the uh, the Road Less Traveled. Is yes, he did. Yeah. So he has he has this book called The People of the Lie, which oddly enough, when I was talking to Eric, I didn't mention it per se. Right. But I in my mind I was thinking, well, I'm going to reference that because it was a very important book to me. It's a book that I would always keep in my library. I would never right give it away. Um, and the way I found out about it, oddly enough, is that um, my wife brought it home when she was going to college, or she was in nursing school, and she said, I was, I was killing some time, I was looking through the library, and I found this book that looks like it would be of interest to you, knowing my, you know, my, my interest in these kinds of things. And, and sure enough, it was this book called The People of the Lie. So I'm talking to Eric the other day, and, and just as we were getting ready to end the phone call he says oh yeah um i'm going to talk about this book by m scott peck yeah. that my wife gave me right my wife i don't know where your wife got it but carol yeah she's yeah. had it for a while so we're on different channels going to access the same book that are that our wives gave to us so that's a, that's a pretty <laughs> yeah. that's a pretty big synchronicity i don't think things like that should be overlooked I no think that's something no. at work there so um and, and oddly enough, that book really got me going on sort of delving into the nature of evil and what what evil is, defining it more. He, yeah. I mean, he wrote yeah. a whole book about it because he's worked with a number of these kinds of people. And he refers to them as um, the people of the lie. Yeah. Which which is a really intriguing title. When you, I, It kind of mystified me before I actually read the book. But but the premise of the book is that there there are people out there that he actually encountered, yeah, um, that he believed to be sort of almost pure evil, yeah, in in that they had really no ability to empathize with other people and and to understand really even the nature of their actions. This is such a dense dense book. I'm looking at at. Um how many pages is this? I don't know. It's 400 maybe. It's such a dense book that on Audible they had to break it up into three sections. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it is. It's it's a it's not an easy read. It's very tr it's very troubling actually to read it and understand that there are people out there. Yeah. The 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 one case in point and he and he cites a lot of um, case study or people that he worked with and did kind of a case study on but there, there was this one example that um, sent a chill down my spine. Yeah. Thinking that, and this, this is a real, this is not something that's made up in Hollywood. This is, this is a real set of people that, yeah. that he's talking about. Um, he, he got this 
kid. He started working with his kid that was very troubled. That, right. You know, that was doing really aberrant things and um, had, had a real had real issues with society and, and yeah. those kinds of things. So part of his practice is to get the parents in of, of the of the child he's working with and try and figure out what the yeah. genesis of this kid's problem is. So, so he gets these people in and it turns out that um, part of this kid's problem is that his brother committed suicide. Okay. Um, he he um, had a rifle, like a hunting rifle or something, mm-hmm. and he killed himself with it. So, okay, that happens. You know, kids, for whatever reason, right. things like that happen. Um, so in talking to these people, he, he, he gets this idea that these parents took the rifle that their other son committed suicide with and gave it to the kid that he's working with as a Christmas present. Are you kidding me? No. This is, is that a draw dropping jaw dropper for you, Eric? Is that, do what? I hear a thud hitting the floor? I'm telling you. See, the book. Wait, see that again. Wait a minute. They gave their they son. They gave their son this, this trouble, trouble to begin with. You know, I, I don't know where that, this event fell into that, you know, scheme, but they gave him the rifle that his brother committed suicide with as a Christmas present. I can take Wrapped that so up. many ways. I can take that so many ways. Wrapped it up. Yeah, where do you go with that? But even more troubling than that is if you could theoretically get more Jesus troubling. Jesus, Walt, I don't Is think- that they didn't understand that that was wrong. At least that's what they told this therapist. They didn't understand why that was Oh, it was our other sons. We thought he would like to have it. They didn't. They didn't see the ramifications of that. The so so, the psychological impact. That That's that like would telling have your somebody. kid, "We hope you shoot yourself too." Well, or or whatever, whatever the message. Sick message. It's a sick thing. It's really sick. Now, That's how me, I took it. That's how are, I took it. Are you? Can you not say that those people are evil? I mean, is there any way to argue? Maybe they're mentally ill, but but even so, um, I used to. Have, there's so many so many things wrong with that that you don't even know where to start. I used to have these fights with my dad because my dad <clears throat> would not understand why something is not cool. Like you don't do stuff like that. I don't understand what the problem is. How can you not understand that that would be offensive to people? Well, you know, maybe uh, no offense, but maybe on some level, your dad was evil. You're not the first person to bring that up. So, you know, I don't know. I, I think this is just a way to, you know, and and how do people like that? I mean, obviously, his mother and father connected some at some point. They, they both were of the same thinking. Patterns. Birds of a feather like, flock together. Did, did they did they influence each other's thinking or whatever? But how could somebody not realize how wrong that is? To do something like that. Well, that really bothers me. That really it should. That it should really bother anybody that me. hears it. That there's people out there, but there's people out there like that that we don't. I mean, they probably, if you look at drive by their house, they're out there working in their yard and looking like normal people. But on the inside of the house, what's and and what caused the the other kid to commit suicide? Who who knows what their culpability for that was? You know. So where do you go with that? And and what created these people? I don't think I can go. I, I don't. 
I think that what really bothers me is that... Well, that's why he calls them people of the lie, because it's a lie that, they're, that they've created. You know, the lie is that they had two severely, obviously, emotionally needy kids. Yeah. And, and one committed suicide probably as a result of their lack of love or, you know, maybe it goes back to that chemical we were talking about. Maybe, well, like, maybe they both had a lack of that chemical and here, they and they didn't have the ability to um, develop that in here, their kids. Here's, here's something that it's like I have this, this, this is probably going to make a lot of people uncomfortable. But we're talking about evil. Um, evil. 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 Evil, Walt. Evil. We're running long on time. Right? Evil. We we haven't even gotten to uh, we haven't even gotten to demons yet. I think that's that's the next show. You don't want to talk a little bit about that today? Um, no, actually, I want I actually want to save that for the next show. This is, uh, we should do the next show one day. Okay, we're, we're coming up on Halloween, so right. Yeah. That's exactly why we do. The thing is, is that my mother's that's sort of the other side of of that. My mother's equation. my mother's boyfriend took my grandmother's dog that she left us when she went to Virginia, and. He, he took my brother and I in a shotgun with the dog out in the middle of the woods somewhere, shot the dog right in front of my brother and I and said, this is what's going to happen to you if you don't behave. Hmm. And the thing is, is yeah, that, that that's an evil person. That's that's evil. Then that's the least of what he did. Well, yeah, okay? I, I don't doubt it. And the thing is, is that and, the, and there's a whole list of horrible things that happened when I was in my early teenage years. How come I'm not that bad? What makes me dick? Because the thing is, he was exposed to all this horrible stuff when he was younger. And then he exposed me to all of this horrible stuff. Well, for whatever reason, and, you know, you can probably shoot darts at a dartboard and, and figure out what it is. But, um, you know, you, you have developed the ability to empathize with, yeah. with people and with. And so. You know, you may have done some things in your life that you're not proud of. I think we all do. But that doesn't make you evil. You know, evil's, a, uh, I think, a small subset of the human race. People that are really purely evil. But, um, I think, and, and I'm not sure that there aren't people that are, you know, maybe 90, 10, you know, 90% evil, 10% good. I think everybody right. has a little bit of. You know, it's it's the old duality of of good versus evil. It's what choice choices you make, you know, and and is Eve becoming evil? Is that a gradual process, where it's a series of small choices that lead you to the point where you um, really are the road are to quite hell. quite evil? The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, and it's, and it's I think it's a I think it's sometimes it's yeah. small steps that get you there. Yeah, you know, but um, you know, like people that start out deriving pleasure from hurting other people or hurting animals or using that as something that's where it starts i think and then it just progresses yeah and and sometimes i think people get into therapy and they understand that those are not um good things to do no you know, it's not not the way you should be living your life but other people don't and they gradually become more and more evil yeah and then they become like serial killers and things like that. Like, holy shit. Like, that's yeah. like. But the thing is, like, you can have two people who are raised in the same house and one kid is good and one kid is evil. 
or one kid is one way and the other kid is the other way. Well, maybe it's because they didn't get the genetics to, to secrete that, that moral molecule. Maybe that's what the premise of it is. You know? And if they don't develop that system, then when they get to be adults, yeah. they, they don't have that to regulate their... Yeah. Because that, what that really does is regulate your behavior. Yeah. And, and when you do something that, you know, is a social, on a social basis, um, and you derive, derive pleasure from that, that, that makes you want to do that more. It encourages you to do that kind of thing. Whereas people who are loners um, become more and more less capable of secreting that substance. Yeah. Like the, my, my son has told me about a, a show on the Unabomber that's yeah. on, on Netflix. And he was, he was kind of a, um, a recluse, right? Wasn't he? A, yes. Yes, he, he lived in a shed all by himself. So he had no social interaction. So I think as a result of that, you become less and less able to secrete that, that chemical, which at the end of the day does not regulate, you can't regulate your emotions anymore. And so you want, you, in your mind, you start thinking, well, I want to do some kind of an act that's going to hurt people. As a matter of fact, because I want them to hurt as much as I hurt. Yeah, there's actual, there's there's an actual show. Yeah, it's actually. Yeah, my called, son was telling me about it. He said it's good. It's about good. The, it's about the Unabomber. Yeah. I, and the thing is, is that, and this is how I'm going to leave the show, and I because the thing is, this is really sort of overwhelming, and I do think we should save demons for the next show. Yeah, it, it's it's sort of a separate. It um, is separate vein or separate. I think that the thing is, is that I, I, I think we have to just ask the listeners to think about the nature of the evil and ask themselves about the people in their lives who are mm-hmm. acting out. And it's like, is it a mental illness? Is it a disease? Or is there some, is there, are they spiritually empty or are, are they misguided? I think that's an important question yeah, to ask. There's a lot of different thinking on that subject you can you can find a lot of yeah. different thoughts yeah one thing i ran across just to, just to leave an, an interesting note i i thought anyway is that um some people can pick up a certain scent yeah from evil people mm-hmm. and, and i i think i've referenced this before but i, I was at a party when i was eh, i guess it was in like early 30s or something maybe and there's a bunch of people there and, and this guy came in and he was like real dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he, he had a he had a bad smell about him. Yeah. Um and I couldn't even I couldn't even categorize it like as smelling like anything, you know. Right, right. It was just offensive to me. Right. It, almost almost to the point where it made me sick. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if anybody I never actually I was with Jim. I should I never I should ask him about You it should sometime. ask him about that. Um and I had to leave. I, I, I just couldn't be around this guy. And it turned out, I found out later that he was a, a big cocaine dealer. Yeah. You know, so he was probably coming there to get buyers, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I left before any of that started, but um, right. I just couldn't stand to be in the room with this guy, you know. Yeah. So I, on some level, I, I think you have a sensation of that or a, maybe a sensory. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just something that jumps out at you. Um, I didn't see anybody else going, you know, but, yeah. but, and I didn't see, I don't think anybody else left. I, I think Jim and I left, but I think part of it was 
he was ready to go anyway. But I, I said to him, you know, I got to get out of here, John. I, something's not right something's here. not right. Something's just not right here. It doesn't feel right to me. There's a tremor in the force. And uh, we did, and I, I never. I, th- I think I, I think it was at his brother's house, his yeah. brother's place. And I asked him when I saw him at some other point. I said, "Who was that guy?" And he, and he told me, "Oh yeah, he's a big cocaine dealer in town." You know. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that was it, that clicked with me when I read that. You know, that yeah. There's a there's a certain smell another, about people that are evil. Another question, just to leave it out there: How do you know that somebody is evil, and are there yeah. ways of telling that? Mm-hmm. Is it a vibe you pick up? Is yeah. It, what is it? You know, I, I think everybody kind of senses it. Like, they just don't really buy into it. They or can't acknowledge it. it. You know, they yeah. just say, ah, he's just, that's just the way he is, you know, yeah. sometimes. Maybe not. Maybe there's yeah. more more to it than, than what you think. Or maybe he just needed to change his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that could be too. Um, is that evil? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't care about anybody else smelling him. Yeah. There's no empathy for other people's sensory organs, you know. I yeah. Getting a little lighthearted here, but I, I do think there's a lot to this topic. It, it's not a simple, there's no simple answer. Right. You know, and there's a lot of different factors that play into it, which, yeah. which makes it very hard for people to define it. Yeah. Which is why we have the word evil. You know, and, and evil is not a, it's not a concept that I think um, goes back real, real far in human history. I think it's, I, I was, when I was doing my book, I had a lot, I used a lot of Native American wisdom in it. And yeah. I talked, I went to a powwow and I, I talked to a, an elder and I said, what, how, how do Native Americans feel about evil? What, you know, do, right. what's their concept of evil? Right. And he said that they don't have a word for it. No, it doesn't, sh- no, really, yeah, really. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't compute with Native Americans. Oh man. There's just people who are sort of different. Yeah. And and they're kind of shunned from the tribe. Yeah. For, for whatever reason, you know. He said that's not a concept that Native Americans own. So. That's a great place. It, yeah. It, interesting. Yeah. Different whole philosophy. Yeah. You know, so maybe it's a Western concept. Yeah. I don't know. And we brought it. They gave us tobacco. Oh, we yeah. Gave them we, we brought plenty of evil. <laughs> but I, I think they understand it now. <laughs> I think those blankets laced with uh, smallpox. <laughs> that might have had, uh, that probably sent the message home pretty clearly. <laughs> Here's evil. Right. You, so. you, have, no, um, you have, have no way to um, combat smallpox. So we'll, we'll, we'll give you some smallpox laced blankets. Yeah. To take yeah. you out. <laughs> yep. Nice. Walt's well, another great show. Yeah, I think so, Eric. So open next, up some open up some doors, I think. So next week. Next time. Yeah, we'll we'll we can sort of segue demons. onto our next show. Yeah, because I got some stories about demons as well that I'd like to share. So Okay. All right. This has been the Metaphysical Connection podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, or Player FM. You can find our podcast via your Apple, Android, or Windows devices using those services and more. If your favorite podcast service or program doesn't feature us, let us know by shooting us an email via info at the Fedora Chronicles.com. 
That's also a great way to get in touch with Walt, Jim, and Eric, and let us know what you think of the podcast, as well as topic suggestions for a future show. If we use your suggestion, we'll send you a t-shirt or coffee mug. Just send along your size and preference with your email. You can be a part of the metaphysical connection between shows by joining us on our social media accounts. You can find us on Facebook by going to our Metaphysical Connection group and following us on Twitter at Physics Laxative. Most importantly, you can support the show by hitting the Patreon button on all of our show pages, metaphysicalpodcast.com. Patreons of the show get specials such as getting the podcast a day before the rest of the audience, heads up about future episodes, and other exclusives. Want some Metaphysical Connection swag of your own? Get your own damn Metaphysical Connection coffee mugs, t-shirts, keychains, and barbecue aprons at our Zazzle page. My house is full of them. Yours should be too. Find them at www.zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Don't forget to check out our show sponsor, the Trinity Whip Company. Traditionally made kangaroo whips, top quality craftsmanship, in form as well as function. Handcrafted by Blake Brunning. Find his products at www.trinitywhipco.com. So for Walt, Jim, and Eric, this is Carol Fisk thanking you for listening and signing off. Until next time, keep your chin up and your bra, excuse me, fedora on. <laughs>